On today's episode of the Keto Cam Podcast, we welcome back Sarah Benta to debunk myths surrounding fasting, iodine supplementation, how to get the spike protein out of your body, and more. Let's do this. thank glyphosate and all the GMOs in our, our diets, the radiation, the heavy metals in our water, fluoride, bromide, chlorine, all of those things are just piling up the burden onto our liver and our livers are not meant to deal with all of this stuff. And it's just we're at a different level of threat and we have to be more proactive. And I know this sounds like a lot to do, but what I can tell you is when you do it and you feel great, you have this freedom. You don't feel chained and restricted. You feel this freedom. We have access to ancient healing strategies such as ketosis, fasting, and carnivore. And on the Keto Camp Podcast, we are determined to deliver the science to you. We bring in the thought leaders in this space to have extraordinary conversations so you could apply it and change your life. Your body was built to thrive. Your body is capable of healing as long as you identify the interference and remove it. I believe you are a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. My name is Ben Azadi. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I wanna thank you for spending part of your day with me. Keto Camper, Ben Azadi here, the host of the Keto Camp Podcast. I am super excited to be with you today. Thank you for pressing play. We welcome back Sarah Benta for the third time on the Keto Camp Podcast. And here's what we discuss today. We start the conversation taking a deep dive into intermittent fasting and fasting strategies. We'll discuss how fasting lowers inflammation in your body, how it triggers autophagy, helps with conditions like depression and anxiety by lowering neuroinflammation. We'll discuss how much is too much fasting, what are some signs to pay attention to, the pros and cons to fasting, some myths surrounding fasting saying it's too stressful on the body. We'll discuss how fasting is one of the best ways to pull fat from your liver, lower insulin, and help you lose weight. We'll discuss the benefits of a 24-hour fast and why you don't want to do that every day and some simple things to tweak your fasting schedule so you use it for you, not against you. After that, we get into some ways to break a fast, the best foods to break a fast, what to eat during your eating window. We get into spike protein. She's going to give you a breakdown of what the spike protein is. We get it from COVID. We get it from certain vaccinations and also people who are vaccinated. And from the food supply, how do you get it from your body? How do you remove it from your body? Because she's going to make the case that spike protein actually prevents you from losing weight. And she's going to share with you how to get it out of the body. Then we get into iodine. There's a lot of myths surrounding iodine. There are many forms of iodine available, but only a few are bioavailable. She's going to give you the metabolic breakdown or the biochemical breakdown of how iodine works at the cell level, how to take it, some of the studies on it, how a lot of salts that have iodine added are not the right iodine. Plus, there's a whole bunch of microplastic in it. We're going to talk about how we're consuming a whole bunch of plastics in our nutrition and salt that we're not aware of. We'll discuss the role between iodine and ATP production and mitochondrial health. And we'll discuss some of her products. If you want to get any of her products with the coupon code, we'll drop a link down below as well. So grab a pen and paper, sit back, take notes. I'm going to bring Sarah on in a second. I just want to get to today's Apple podcast rating and review of the day before I bring her on. This is a five-star review from Caroline titled The Best. I love, love the Keto Camp podcast. I can tell Ben cares about people's health and well-being. Not only does he share excellent, professional, groundbreaking experts in nutrition and physical health, Ben offers great pathways of advice for quality mental and well-being. 
I love the fact that every episode gives relevant information that can be implemented day one. I implement a new technique or skill after each podcast. This podcast is everything. I love that, Carolyn. I love that you're not just listening, you're taking action. And it's not the information, I always say this, it's not information that will change your life. If that was the case, every librarian would be a multimillionaire and super lean. And that's not the case. It's not the information. It's the right information applied over an extended period of time that will change your life. And that's what you're doing, Carolyn. I'm so proud of you. If you have not left this show, the Keto Camp Podcast, a rating and review, please do so. Maybe I'll read yours on the next episode. All right, without further ado, let's bring back Sarah Benta. Sarah Benta is the owner of Accelerated Health Products, which produces cutting-edge supplements and products to help guide you on your journey towards health and wellness. She's a health coach, a natural supplement expert, and a mother of three children. Her journey to health and wellness started when her wanting to solve her family's health issues, as she shared the first time we brought her on the show. And here is Sarah Benta. Hey, Sarah, welcome back to, for the third time to the Keto Camp Podcast. Thanks for coming back again. Thanks, Ben. Um, you don't know it, but I love following you and I keep track of what you're doing on a daily basis. So this is super exciting for me too, because I feel like when two of us get together that we're both on the cutting edge of things, just amazing things can happen. Amazing things is about are about to happen right now. Uh, lots to cover. We were kind of going over the flow before we hit record. If you've been following the Keto Camp podcast for the last couple of years or so, Sarah has been on a couple of times. This is the third time. So Sarah was back on with us in September 2022, where we talked about aging and what you can do about that. Then we had a prior conversation back in December 2020. So that was about almost two and a half years ago, back in episode 217, where you shared more about your pain to purpose story, going through um, a lot of uh, difficult, challenging situations with your health and what you did to overcome and, and your children as well. So if you want to go back and listen to that, it's episode 217 and, and 461. And if you're watching on YouTube, just hit the search bar and type in Sarah Banta. Let's start today's conversation with a topic that I love to talk about, which is fasting and different variations of fasting. And the first thing I want to talk, uh, start the conversation with, Sarah, is that some people give fasting a bad rap. They say it's, it's too stressful. Women shouldn't do it. Most people shouldn't do it. It's going to wreck your hormones. So what are your thoughts when you see sort of this confusion on social media with people saying fasting is bad for you? What would you say to that? I would say if you could sell a drug that does what intermittent fasting does, the pharmaceuticals would be all over this because of the ability to trigger autophagy, reduce inflammation, um, help with brain, help with depression, anxiety, all of these issues, hormonal balance. Yes, can you fast too long? Absolutely. Can you stress your body too long? Yes. You can also exercise too much. Can you overdose on magnesium? Yes. Can you overdose on a water? Yes. You can do too much of anything. So we are talking about something that has so many benefits and to pinpoint all the negative parts of it is just... You know, you, you got to follow the money, Ben. Where's the money? The money's in pharmaceuticals. The money's in um, these new drugs like Ozempic. And why are, and I, I actually just did a, a little podcast on the fact that those companies are coming after berberine, which is a natural alternative to Ozempic. But the benefits far outweigh the negative side effects but they're not talking about the side effects to Ozempic. So anyways, my point is you got to look at where the money is, right? That's 100% correct. Yeah, if you were able to put that, the benefits of fasting in a pill, multi, multi-billion dollar industry right there, but you can't. And as a matter of fact, there's a lot of money to be lost to your point, Sarah, because people are going to skip breakfast and skip the oatmeal or skip the cereal, whatever it is. So when we talk about fasting and you're right. You can overdo it. We don't say you fast every day and do it excessively. Like when people say fasting is a stress, 
you shouldn't do it because it's a stress. That's the same thing as saying you should never exercise because it's a stress, but you get stronger and healthier and better with exercise. Same thing with fasting at the right dose. So how do you gauge if you're uh, doing it the right way and getting those benefits or if you might be doing too much fasting? Well, how do you have a headache? If you have a headache, then your body has not switched into ketosis and it's still searching for that sugar that it's used to. So that's a stressor. And possibly then don't do it as long and, and listen to the cues. Try to extend your fasting slowly. You know, the hormone ghrelin is our hunger hormone and it can get reset by 45 minutes a day. So if you're just pushing your fasting window a mere 45 minutes past what you normally do, then that's doable for your body without being totally stressed out. My philosophy and my coaching is how can we make this easy to get over that hump, right? To get over that that down period when your body is switching from the fast burning glucose to the fat on your body as that fuel system. And I use a couple things in my coaching and in my protocols, like the accelerated keto and the um, accelerated iodine that boosts up the energy, increases ATP, and then increases your ability to tap into your own fat stores. And then you're like, oh my gosh, well, I feel great. Now I can fast. And it takes people that are insulin resistant because then in the last three years, I believe nine out of 10 people are not just hypothyroid, but they're insulin resistance or pre-diabetic. And the amount of processed foods and fructose that are compounding our dirty livers, making us more insulin resistant and then causing that fatty liver disease, which is the cause of obesity. So you have to take care of your insulin resistance and your fatty liver to lose weight. You don't lose weight to get rid of your disease. So that's where people are getting it wrong. So my goal is to set people up where it's easy, and then it takes off the stress off the brain, helps improve the GABA, the dopamine, and the serotonin. So you have the happy, calm hormones where you're not stressed out, and you're just kind of riding the wave. And I have to give you a little example. We were talking about the fact that I traveled across country to Sarasota this weekend, And when I travel, I know I'm away from my clean food and you're eating out and you don't know how they're preparing the foods and stuff. I always intermittent fast when I'm traveling because number one, for when you're on a plane, you need to be able to fast and be okay with the fact that you may or may not eat in the next couple hours. So the fact that you can flip into ketosis very easily is so great for travel And then when you are presented with food that may not be on your diet, oh, well, then I just don't have to eat right now. I can wait, right? And that freedom is amazing. But then with the travel, even doing all I did, I probably was retaining five to 10 pounds of water and inflammation from the plane and everything like that, right? So when I got home, what did I do? I did a 24-hour fast. I then went straight into a liver flush last night. So here it is, um, two days after my trip, I feel like a million bucks. All the water weight's gone, all of the inflammation's gone, my energy's back, and I'm talking about the jet lag, the nonstop travel, the nonstop moving, 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 the food that was out of my control, all of these things. I'm now back to feeling my amazing self with great energy um, because intermittent fasting helps relieve the water, helps with the kidneys releasing the water, reduces that inflammation, and then all of the radiation that I had to go through that my body's not used to was inflaming my body, causing 
extracellular water, right? We've got intracellular water, extracellular water. And I want to make sure we touch on how to improve that um, intracellular water. But the extracellular water is the inflammation in the body. And just by intermittent fasting and then using the proper minerals and electrolytes, that's how you get that balance of the intracellular water, which gives you your cells energy. Then you're also increasing ATP production, right? When you're in ketosis, you increase that mitochondrial health, and those are the powerhouses of your body, where we talk about energy from caffeine or our monster drinks, that's depleting our adrenals, that's depleting and putting more stress on our body, increasing cortisol, lowering your thyroid hormones, right? When you're stressed out, that T4, which is our thyroid inactive hormone, meaning tyrosine and four molecules of iodine, is actually converting into reverse T3, which is telling the body, I'm stressed, I'm being chased by a tiger, let's slow down the metabolism, let's store fat. So we also then get inflamed, and then we have this propensity to store fat and the dangerous liver fat, the dangerous visceral fat. And so when you're intermittent fasting, you're flipping it to, oh, well, I'm gonna let go of this excess water, as long as I'm getting in the proper electrolytes and minerals during the fasting, and we'll get into iodine where that fits into the situation, but the electrolytes are huge because that is hydrating the cells inside the cells. And I actually have a friend and you guys can go across the country and find these in-body scans that actually measure the intracellular and extracellular water. How inflamed are you? How hydrated are your cells? Most people are walking around dehydrated. And I don't know if you know Dr. Richard Johnson, but we had him on. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, He's coming on my show and he talks about how salt can actually cause obesity. And I said, hey, I want you to read a couple of my articles on salt because salt, it's the right kind of salt. You know, and I've got a salt that's over 62 minerals, the way it's meant to be, right? But if you go to table salt, it's full of microplastics. It's stripped out of every other mineral in there, just sodium. And then what are you eating it with? Or if you're eating it with McDonald's or if you're eating it in processed foods with fructose, yes, it's going to make you bloated and, and help or make the extracellular inflammation worse, and it's not getting into the intracellular uh, water. And I said, can you please read these articles? I'd love to talk more about this. And he said, absolutely, you are right. It's got to be the right salt. And if you're on a low-carb diet and you're not eating the carbs that are making the kidneys hold on and retaining that excess sodium, you need salt. So it was a great topic to go back and forth and we were on the same page, but you gotta hydrate. When people are intermittent fasting and they lose energy, I tell them, well, have you had your salt today? They put a little of the salt on their tongue and it's like this boost of energy. You can increase your workout. You get increase that brain activity. It helps with the mitochondria and the ATP production even more. So there's just a lot of things to tweak your intermittent fasting so you're not stressing the body. Because the last thing we want to do is to feel like we are in chronic stress. Hermetic stresses, short-term stresses, great for the body, but that long-term stress, not not so good. And do you want to be doing 24-hour fasts every day? No, you don't. That's something that I have to remind myself because I love fasting and it's actually very easy for me to do just one meal a day every day. And so I have to remind myself and I actually can see myself lose my optimal state of feeling and benefit when I do too much fasting. So it's a fine balance. Yeah, a lot of great points there. You know, number one, from the beginning of what you shared, if you are an average person who nine out of 10 people, to your point, I agree, insulin resistant or pre-diabetic, you're burning sugar, burning glucose, and you go and you try to do an 18-hour fast, 
it's going to feel awful, right? You're going to get glucose dropping in the brain and the body. The brain's going to panic and send the body these intense signals for cravings and carbs and go get the glucose back up. Once you're more fat adapted, and you could do that by a nutritional approach, you could do it with certain products like the products you mentioned. Now the body's like, okay, we're, we're low in sugar, but here are the ketones. The ketones are coming. You're protected. You're fine. And that's the ultimate goal. And when you start going about your day-to-day life, like when you travel, I'm like you as well. I am always fasted when I'm traveling on an airplane. Throughout the airport, all I get is either water and I'll put some sea salt or some high quality salt or a carbonated water. But I, I remember recently I was uh, flying, I think it was to Austin when I was speaking at KetoCon. And um, the flight attendants love me because I'm just like, no, I'm good. No, I'm good. I have my water. I don't want to eat the food. And one of the flight attendants came up to me as I was deplaning, getting off the plane. And he said, you're my favorite customer. I'm like, why is that? He's like, you don't need anything. I get to leave you alone. Like, I don't have to worry about, you know, anything. I'm like, yeah, that's just because to your point, Sarah, like it's a very inflammatory process to go through a plane with radiation and the toxic food in the air uh, plane in the airport. Once you're metabolically flexible, it's just like, you don't have to worry about that. But nine out of 10 people on that plane are snacking. They're eating these, air, these free, whatever they're giving away or whatever meals are on the plane. That's not good. And then to your point about the electrolytes, so important too, because you're going to lose extra water weight when you transition to keto and fasting, which is good because you'll feel lighter and look lighter. But then you got that diuresis process where the kidneys are just shedding all these electrolytes. So you got to be diligent, especially beginning with high quality electrolytes, minerals, supplements, etc. It's just going to help you function better. So as you make that switch to ketosis, to fat burning, it's a smooth transition. So that's a lesson right there. Hey, when was the last time you bit into a juicy burger or a perfectly cooked steak and thought to yourself, this is the best thing I've ever tasted? If it's been a while, it's probably because most meat products are conventionally raised, which not only affects the flavor profile, but significantly diminishes the beneficial nutrients and minerals. And believe it or not, even products that are labeled as grass-fed or ethically raised to make you think they're high quality, are often finished on grain or in factory farms, which is why I am so excited to share something with you today that will not only help you avoid the hormones, antibiotics, and pesticide residues that diminish the taste of conventionally raised meat, but could also save you nearly $1,000 over the next year on your grocery bill. And the best part, this may be the best tasting thing you've had in a long time. So what the heck am I talking about? I'm talking about Wild Pastures Meat Delivery. They provide the highest quality meats from small, regenerative, family-run farms here in the United States that prioritize sustainability and animal welfare. Their beef is 100% grass-fed. Their pork and poultry are pasture-raised, something you won't find anywhere in the grocery store, resulting in meats that are not only healthier for you, but also better for the environment. One of the reasons why me and my fiance Natasha loves wild pastures is that we can opt out out of supporting harmful conventional farming practices and instead support small family-run farms without spending a fortune. And the convenience doesn't stop there. They offer delivery straight to your door so you can enjoy delicious, high-quality meats without even leaving your house. No matter where you are in the lower 48 states, Wild Pastures has got you covered. Not only is this the most convenient way to get your meat products, but wild pasture meats are better for you nutritionally and they're higher in the total nutrients, phytonutrients, antioxidants, key fatty acids, vitamins, minerals, proteins, and amino acids. And today, for keto campers, for a limited time, you can get 20% off every box plus free shipping for life and... $15 off your first box. This is a crazy deal, and I hope you take advantage of it. So make the switch to Wild Pastures today and save nearly $1,000 on your grocery bill while feeling healthier and enjoying the best tasting meats of your life. All you need to do is go to the link in the podcast notes down below. Everything is already applied. All you got to do is click that link, customize your order, and you'll have some delicious, healthy tasting meats very soon. Head to the podcast notes down below, click the link, enjoy your wild pastures. Okay, let's get right back to this episode. Staying on the topic of fasting, 
let's say not a beginner, somebody watching or listening has been doing it, let's say a 16-8 every day, 16-8. What are some ways to enhance those results? I'm not against the 16-8, but what can they do? You said 24-hour fast. Is there any other strategies that you implement with your clients? So what I like to see is just pushing it a little longer, maybe just an eating window of four hours. But then when you break a fast, this is the trick is that you break it with lean wild animal protein. And I want to get into the wild versus chicken and that sort of thing, because especially now with the spike protein, it is a huge topic and a huge consideration, especially if you are out there and you have plateaued and you are doing everything right, this might be part of your answer. But when you break it with something like wild salmon or bison or lamb or deer or elk, what you're doing is you're increasing this bump of glucagon to insulin ratio, and you're actually increasing your fat burning. So Break your fast with wild animal protein. I actually do it just when people are on a plateau and saying nothing's working. I said, get these bison burgers, flip one, and that's your meal, your first meal. And that's going to give you this nice bump. Go for a walk, rebound, go do something for 20 minutes. Doesn't have to be a hardcore workout, but that's going to increase fat oxidation and mobilization. And you get this nice bump in weight loss and um, the insulin comes down. So what we're finding with the spike protein, and we can dive deeper into it in a minute, is it's causing water retention, but it's causing this over-exaggerated insulin response. So when you eat an apple three years ago versus eating an apple today, you might overshoot this insulin um, higher than you did three years ago. Same person, same profile. But what does insulin do? Insulin stores fat. So if I'm shooting more insulin into my body, it's telling my body to store more fat. So we really have to play with this insulin hormone and the glucagon to insulin ratio with just breaking a fast with wild animal protein is a great way to do it. So I like to do it, even no vegetables, um, and I'm not a carnivore person. I mean, I do carnivore meals once in a while, and but I, I love my vegetables too. But when you do that, it gives you that little bump. And then your next meal is a more balanced meal, low carb, but the right vegetables, and we can go into to the wrong healthy vegetables if you want, but then another meal of wild animal protein and, and sticking to that to really get the nutrient density from the meat. You know, the, the chicken, the poultry, number one, they are now being vaccinated supposedly, but number two is that chicken and poultry is actually increasing production of spike protein in your body. And for all of you listening, I don't care whether you, what side of the equation you're on with what's happened in the last couple of years, I have to be careful with what we're talking about here, but it's an even playing field because we're all exposed. Like uh, being on that plane this weekend, I absolutely was exposed. So that's where the intermittent fasting also helps boost my immune system to help fight whatever's going on in this body. But that fluid balance, what the spike protein is doing in the body is it actually is affecting the ACE2 uh, enzyme in the liver. And that's why I love my liver. And you've got to really take care of your liver and do liver flushes in addition to intermittent fasting for really getting that optimal health. So what happens is that ACE2 inhibitor or ACE2 enzyme is in charge of insulin regulation, fluid balance, vasodilation. It's anti-fibrotic, meaning uh, against fibroids in the body. It's anti-apoptotic. So apoptosis is something we're going to come back to. Follicular development and ovulation. You tell me, have you heard of people and women that can't get pregnant right now? I've got two daughters in the house, Ben, and their menstrual cycles have gone from the pain of maybe a two or a three, gosh, mom, I don't feel great, but I'm going to school and I'm going to go to practice to the point where they're wanting to throw up, sweating, I can't go anywhere, mom, 
let me pass out this pain. I can't take it anymore. So that just happened. And that is why I dove deep where we put her on a protocol. And this was because of the spike protein where her pain level was at a 12 out of one, one to 10 to now just a three to a five. And when she was in real pain, Advil didn't touch the pain. So for all of you moms out there, when you see your own daughter in pain and you cannot help her, there's nothing worse. So this is what we're seeing. We're seeing this change. We're seeing fibrosis increase. We're seeing aldosterone release increase, water and sodium retention increase, oxidative stress, inflammation, the fibroids, hormonal imbalance, all of these things are increasing on the same person from three years ago to now, everything else equal, these symptoms are happening. So this is why we have to be more proactive in our intermittent fasting and eating these wild meats, staying away from foods that are just going to cause inflammation in the body and all of these diseases. I wanted to touch on apoptosis. So apoptosis is the destruction of diseased and cancer cells. Now, when the body goes through the biggest period of apoptosis is when you're pregnant and a fetus is growing because it's programmed cell death and it's turning over the cells and then through puberty. And this is something that our body naturally does. The spike protein is, is stopping this. So this is where it is really important to see and do whatever you can to get that back on track. Intermittent fasting is one way. The iodine is another way, and that is a way to increase apoptosis and bypass what's going on with the spike protein. But it is also why we're seeing increased rates of cancer and other disease over the last year. So we can dive more into that, but I wanted to just make sure we touched on that as well. Yeah, I have a few questions. So the spike protein is preventing apoptosis. So these cells are sticking around longer, turning into this cellular senescence, these zombie cells leading to problems, which is you know how you age fast. We don't want that. But let's rewind for a second. If you could explain what exactly is spike protein, you explain what it's doing, but what is the spike protein? How are we even getting it? I know that there's different ways, right? You could be vaccinated and, and you develop spike protein. You could be around somebody vaccinated, but also you could get a COVID infection and get the spike protein. So if you could explain what it is and then what are the ways we're getting it in our body? Yeah, and thank you for asking because a lot of people are listening going, is this a dumb question? What is the spike protein? Right, it's exactly, not, just in case, just in case, right? It's, yeah, it's not a dumb question. Most people don't know what it is. The spike protein, it's a crucial component of the SARS-CoV-2 virus that causes COVID-19, and it's responsible for the virus's ability to infect the human cells. And because of the chain reaction it, it causes in the body, new unexplained health conditions are surfacing. So the spike protein is a glycoprotein that's composed of two subunits, S1 and S2. And the S1 subunit contains the receptor binding domain, which binds to human angiotensin converting enzyme 2, ACE2 receptor on the surface of the human cells. The S2 subunit is responsible for fusion of the virus with the host cell membrane, allowing the virus to enter the cells and begin replicating. And then, like I mentioned, the ACE2 is responsible for converting angiotensin 2 to angiotensin 1-7, and that's in the liver. So that's why we got to love our liver, you guys. You got to love your liver. And then that is responsible, as I mentioned, insulin regulation, fluid balance, vasodilation, um, it's in charge of the fibrosis condition, anti-apoptotic, um, anti-inflammatory, follicular development and ovulation. So when the conversion is abnormal, there's a buildup of this ACE2 in the liver causing vasoconstriction, fibrosis, 
an increase in antidiuretic hormone, ADH, aldosterone release, which is part of a stress hormone and causes water retention. And then you also have the water retention and sodium retention, oxidative stress, inflammation, hormonal imbalances. And this is causing unexplained weight gain, hypoglycemia, water retention, inflammation, and actually increased cholesterol in the liver and increased gallstones and liver stones. So more people are experiencing that, the unexplained cardiovascular issues, female reproductive issues, gut issues, and even mental illness. So yes, we're all experiencing anxiety and depression from everything that has been going on, but Actually, the spike protein is causing mental illness on top of what we're experiencing. So it's another thing. It's not, you're not going crazy. It's not just you. We are all experiencing this level of depression. So what I can tell you from my experience is I've had COVID, but because of my supplements, the accelerated silver, the accelerated iodine, which are both very good at devitalizing um, foreign pathogens, including viruses. I was tested positive twice, no symptoms. Everyone in my family, family of five, no symptoms. Everyone's had it, but we haven't skipped a beat in life. Never missed school, never missed work, never missed practice, whatever it is. But what happened to me is I started getting a rash on my skin. And it is a form of Coxsackie virus. So everyone's got their little thing in their body, right? You might have Epstein-Barr, you might have shingles, you might have something else that just kind of flares up when your immune system flares up. So whenever I was exposed to COVID or whenever I went to the market or a party where I may have been exposed, didn't really know, or was around people that just were vaccinated, I'd get this rash. So my it was my body's way of saying, hey, you just got exposed. We're going to be fine, but we just got exposed. And I have a machine called the biocharger, which works on frequencies, which is amazing at, at treating this sort of thing. And it would be gone like that after treatment. But just by intermittent fasting, just using some of the antiviral supplements that I, I mentioned, no issues, didn't feel bad, but that was a sign that my body was being exposed to the spike protein. Now, what makes it worse is if you're eating chicken, or if you are eating maybe sulfur uh, vegetables or foods that used to be healthy for you, and now they're not because you've got your livers backed up, it's having this issue with the ACE2 um, receptor sites, and you haven't done a liver flush in a while, and now your immune system is threatened by a virus. There's all of these things that are stacking up and your body's like, oh my God, I can't deal with all of it. That's the tipping point. Well, the sulfur vegetables might be that tipping point where you think you're eating low-carb ketogenic foods like cauliflower and broccoli and bok choy, onions, garlic, egg yolks. They all have sulfur in them. Now, can I eat those foods if my gut is healed and my immune system's strong? Yeah no problem. And my liver's flushed out. But if I have been traveling and I haven't done a liver flush and I may have been exposed to even just a fungus, not even COVID, something else or candida. And my body's like, no, I can't do it. And it backs up your liver even more. We can thank glyphosate and all the GMOs in our, our diets, the radiation, the heavy metals in our water, fluoride, bromide, chlorine, all of those things are just piling up the burden onto our liver and our livers are not meant to deal with all of this stuff. And it's just we're at a different level of threat and we have to be more proactive. And I know this sounds like a lot to do, but what I can tell you is when you do it and you feel great, you have this freedom. You don't feel chained and restricted 
you feel this freedom. Like Ben, just like, you know how the feeling is being in ketosis. You have this freedom to say, no, thanks. I don't need to eat your airplane food when I'm on the airplane. That is freedom versus being tied to needing food, having a headache, getting hangry, and having this belly weight just continue to build up. I just had someone say to me, gosh, Sarah, how do you how do you stay fit? I just keep gaining weight and she's smoking, trying to trying to get rid of the weight and she's in the box. She's in the jail, but she's not getting results. Whereas you switch over to the ability to flip in and out of ketosis, your body's cleansing. It's naturally away from a liver flush, away from the accelerated keto, intermittent fasting is cleansing the liver on a daily basis as well. So you're working off of that visceral fat and that liver fat. And what we're seeing now is with this fructose in the diet, the statistics now that 62% of the human diet is processed food and you know this fructose that goes straight to building that fatty liver, that's unheard of. That is not real food, guys. I'd rather you eat a sweet potato than a keto, low-carb protein bar because it's real food and your body knows how to process it. So it's all of these things that you kind of have to take care of and and, um, pay attention to. Right on. The liver is the name of the game. And I agree with you. You love your liver. I I talk a lot about bitters for the liver. Like simple thing you do, just eat more bitters. It'll just stimulate more bile production, which is key for keto and eating more fats and breaking it down. But also in the context here of the spike protein, the unexplained weight gain, weight loss resistance, the liver is being bombarded. You, you mentioned you know, heavy metals, glyphosate. We could talk about even alcohol. Your liver has to process the most fanciest, expensive alcohol. Your liver has to process it and uh, process food. The liver has been beat up. And I, I call the liver the soccer mom organ, right? Because it, it does everything for us like a soccer mom. So we want to do things like a liver flush, a coffee enema. Simple thing is a, a castor oil pack. Are you a fan of castor oil packs as well? So I was just talking about this on a podcast for PMS symptoms because we use my Accelerodyne iodine and the accelerated castor oil, both are enhanced with scalar frequencies, putting that right over the liver or the abdominal area if you have PMS cramps or on the back on your kidneys, if your kidneys are inflamed and you have water retention, you do that and you'll be peeing like a racehorse within an hour. So that's a real fun one to do. But I did the the castor oil and iodine pack over my liver yesterday as I did my liver flush. And it was amazing because you get the breakdown of the stones and you release more stones in the in the toilet. And if people are listening to me going, wait, what? You just you release stones in the toilet. I had a client who went to the doctor and the doctor wanted to take the gallbladder out. She did a series of, I think she did six to eight of the liver flushes with the castor oil pack. And her doctor's like, I don't know what she did, but they're all gone. You can keep your gallbladder. So it's a game changer. And the iodine also wanted to just mention when it comes to the spike protein, it's utilized by the full endocrine system to regulate estrogen production in both men and women. And this helps regulate the hormonal balance that's been disrupted by the spike protein. And it also cleans the blood so the liver can then do its job and optimally produce that estrogen binding protein, which helps clean up the excess estrogens and toxins that we've been talking about. Okay, so iodine, right? There's a lot of myths surrounding iodine. You have practitioners who say you should never use it. You have some who say you should use it at a high dose. You have some who say there's a right way to do it. Where do you stand with that? I know where you stand, but share with the audience where you stand on the myths surrounding iodine. What are the the pros and cons of it, doing it right? What are some red flags? Yeah. And I go back to the fact what we were talking about earlier, that you can overdose on water. You can overdose on the wrong magnesium. You can overdose on anything, right? So what iodine are you taking? And it really, you've got to look at the fact that most people are hypothyroid. So anyone with compromised health 
already has far less cellular energy to break down molecules, compounds, and complexes of iodine into the bioavailable form, which is monoatomic iodine, I minus. So we're going to get into chemistry here. And anything not bioavailable can become foreign or toxic. So we're talking about iodine supplements that are diatomic, that actually have some other molecule attached to it. Well, you could be having an allergic reaction to that other molecule. Your body might be so weak that it can't break apart that iodine from the other molecule to use the iodine. So all 100 trillion cells in your body need iodine. There's an iodine receptor site on every single cell, not just your thyroid. But you've got synthetic polyvinyl iodine in plastics and pharmaceutical drugs. You've got the diatomic iodine that is a form of um, usually iodine with potassium, like potassium iodide. And this creates a solution that is only 20 to 50% bioavailable. And so then the body has to use its precious energy that it hardly has any of to break apart the potassium iodide into that I minus that we need for feeding all 100 trillion cells. So the monoatomic iodine, and that's why I only use the acceleridine iodine, it's the only monoatomic iodine out there that has 100% bioavailability and no one has ever overdosed on it. So tablets, capsules, gel caps, they all have about only 10 to 30% absorption. So that's absorption is a huge issue. What about uh, salt, like table salt that has iodine? So we're talking about my two favorite things, salt and iodine. And you've got uh, out of 39 salts studied, 36 had microplastics in them. So first of all, you're feeding your body these toxins that you're trying to kick out with the iodine, right? So it's doing the opposite. And it's stripped of all of the other minerals except for sodium. So that's why you get bloated in the face and you're retaining all of this extracellular water and not getting that um, great minerals from the iodine and the potassium and the magnesium and chloride that you're supposed to be getting in a complete salt. And so hardly any of the salts have iodine in it, them anymore, but they all have the microplastics that are going against what your purpose of taking the iodized salt in. Hey, Keto Camper, there's something that I do every single day to supercharge my mitochondria to help with inflammation and soreness from a workout. And that is the use of red light therapy. This is called photobiomodulation. And there's a ton of research that shows the benefits of near-infrared and red light therapy. The red light therapy that I use is from Bon Charge. I simply use it 10 to 20 minutes per day. It has both near-infrared and red light. And every single day when I use this, I feel ready to take on my day. So whether you're dealing with gut pain, joint inflammation, or you want to just supercharge your mitochondria, get your hands on a quality red light therapy device. And I highly recommend the one from Bond Charge. They hooked you all up for being a Keto Camp podcast listener with a 15% off coupon code. All you need to do, check out this product and all the wonderful products they have available is to go to bondcharge.com slash Keto Camp and use the coupon code Keto Camp at checkout to save 15% off your order. We will drop that link and coupon code in the podcast notes. Go check it out. And let's get right back to this episode. There was a study that came out from the University of Newcastle, and it showed that the average person consumes around 2,000 tiny pieces of plastic each week, which equates to five grams, which equates to the weight of a credit card, meaning the average person is eating about a credit card's worth of plastic every single week. And a big part of that are these salts. Yep. And we're going to get to the toxicity because we that's where iodine comes in. Because if you are bathed in iodine, there's no room in those cell receptor sites for these toxins to hold on to. And your body will then flush out the toxins much easier. So that is, we're going to come to that in a second. But this is why you want to you want to make sure you're doing the monoatomic iodine. Now, iodine side effects or allergies. 
most people have an allergy to whatever else is in the supplement or that radioactive iodide that you're using. Seafood. Seafood is a great source of iodine, right? Well, our seafood is coming from the waters in Asia that were radioactive from Fukushima and Chernobyl. So that was a man-made problem that has um, hurt our food supply and a good source of iodine. So any kelp, any food that you think you're getting iodine from, from the China or the Japan or the Asia waters is going to be radioactive and have those toxins in them. So you can't really trust that. And then all of the molecules, compounds, or other formulas out there, you could be reacting to the other ingredients. So the allergy reactions are not from unbound singlet monoatomic iodine. And that iodine, the accelerodine, is the form of iodine that the thyroid requires to synthesize the T4, T3, and T2. Now, this is something no one knows. When you get your blood test and you see your T4 number, that four that is supposed to be representing four molecules of iodine could actually be fluoride, bromide, or chlorine. If you're deficient in iodine and your T4 is normal, so if you do an iodine test on your blood test and your iodine shows low, but your doctor says, that's okay, your T4 is normal, how is your T4 normal if you're deficient in iodine? The T4 actually is representing some toxicity. So something to think about there. What about T3 with that? Um, not so much because the T3 is being converted from the T4. And, and I always tell my clients, how do you feel, right? How are you feeling on the iodine? How are you feeling on your thyroid medication? I've gotten many people off their thyroid medication between the Accelerodyne and the Accelerated Thyroid Supplement. It replaces the thyroid uh, medication, but people are doing it with the guidance of their doctor, of course, not just off of any recommendation I have, but they're feeling their energy back. And what the other thing that I wanted to mention as we're talking about intermittent fasting is one of the world-renowned fasting gurus and spiritual leaders in this world, Gabriel Cousins, does these 12-day, 10-day fasts, spiritual fasts, clean fasting, right? It's not dirty fasting. We can get into that if we have time. But clean fasting, nothing, no food, no coffee, no nothing. He requires iodine and he requires a salt or a complete salt like the accelerated salt because iodine is known to be the number one spiritual element. So as you're wanting to become more in touch with your higher self or God or whatever your spiritual life entails, it opens up the pineal gland and improves a mental health, alleviates depression, alleviates anxiety. So that's another, another thing. But back to the iodine and the confusion. In 1948, there was a poorly performed study that was never replicated that concluded that hypothyroidism could occur as a result of excess iodine. And this was known as the Wolf-Chakoff effect. And even in this study, they recommended a dose of 2,000 micrograms a day. And following this study, no clinical symptoms of hypothyroidism have ever been noted again. So from that, the, uh, a world expert stated that people may safely take 10,000 to 200,000 micrograms a day. And I'm not even just talking about my iodine. I'm talking about iodine. And then there were some other um, studies that if you want me to go into, I can. But one of the reasons practitioners fear the excess iodine supplementation is there's this transient increase in TSH, thyroid stimulating hormone, for six months. Thyroid stimulating hormone is a pituitary hormone. It is not a thyroid hormone. What happens is you start taking the acceleridine and not just your thyroid says, oh my gosh, I love this. I want some more. 
but all 100 trillion cells in your body wake up and say, hey, wait a second, I want some of that and start screaming at your body saying, give me more iodine. So for six months, you might show a high number of TSH on your blood test, but how do you feel? That's the key. So I always tell people, you know, if you do get a blood test, make sure that you don't change, don't stop the iodine, and you want to also make sure you're doing the salt or electrolytes because you need that plumping up of the cells with the electrolytes to let the iodine in and let the, the cells kick out the toxins. And we need to flush out those toxins. And then what do you do while you're doing it? You intermittent fast because the, you're reducing the inflammation in the body. You're encouraging that autophagy, encouraging the apoptosis, and it's cleaning out the body, cleaning out the cells, detoxing in a much easier way. And so when you are talking about the flushing out, it is, you know, you also want to look at this concept. Now, everyone put on their geeky chemistry hats, this something called halogen displacement. So displacement is a scientific principle in chemistry where the elements of the same group, think the column on the periodic table, right? All of the halogens, you've got you've got the fluoride, the bromine, or fluorine, chlorine, bromine, or fluoride, chloride, bromide in the same column as the iodine. Well, the key is, is this displacement. So if you have enough iodine in the cells, then those other toxins can't get in there and displace them. Or if you've got the toxins in the cells, you start high dosing on iodine, it's going to start kicking out those halogens that we don't want that's in our waters, in our food, in our skin products, all of that. The opposite is called competitive inhibition, where it is defined when the elements from the same group that have a higher atomic weight, like iodine, can forcefully displace the elements in that same group, like the toxins we were just talking about. Now, when you high dose iodine you and you do it the right iodine, you're not going to overdose if it's monoatomic and it's coming from a source that has no radiation and no heavy metals, which is very, I don't know of another iodine bin, honestly, I don't know. And it's also, it, it's going to help displace the halogens out of the body and your body's going to be able to flush it out when you plump up the cells with the proper electrolytes to to help with that sodium potassium pump. One last thing on the sodium potassium and the, the need for electrolytes and the proper salt, the accelerated salt has 62 minerals. So my son, who if you heard our first interview, you know that he suffered from leukemia at the age of nine. He's now a healthy 20 year old. Well, fast forward to five years ago, he was an athlete and he was 15 and he was rowing five hours or three to five hours a day, way too much, right? His heart was stopping, okay? He would have to pound on his chest to get his heart to start. Now, he was doing some electrolytes. He eats great. This is when, I mean, I knew about food. I knew the importance of hydration, all of that. I didn't have him intermittent fast because he needed like 6,000 calories a day, but his heart was stopping and he would pound on his chest to get it started. What was the problem? His heart, it's electric, right? You need that sodium potassium pump to work inside and outside the cell. And he was, his heart was stopping because he did not have enough. So we increased his electrolytes, increased his salt, and actually increased his performance. And there's studies out there on athletes that just increasing their salt intake, they'll improve their endurance and their, their output during a workout. So it's really, really important during your intermittent fasting windows, um, iodine, salt, iodine, salt. And it's, it will help with your the apoptosis, 
Iodine also increases the um, ATP production by 18 times. So your energy cells internally, physically, and mentally increase significantly. So you feel great while you're fasting and you're just enhancing the benefits that you would normally get from intermittent fasting on alone. And then it just by adding the accelerated keto, you're lowering your stress and you're cleansing the liver. It's breaking down the liver fat and the visceral fat on top of what intermittent fasting can do on its own. So that in this kind of nice little package, you're enhancing your autophagy, enhancing your ATP production, calming the brain down. So you're taking away that chronic stress that you can get from um, intermittent fasting and you're helping with hormones, you're getting that insulin resistance to reverse much quicker. And you don't have to take Ozempic. You don't have to take these other uh, medications that people are trying to use to fight this unexplained weight gain that you might be um, seeing from the spike protein or just from the overload of toxicity. Throw in some liver flushes, and then focus on wild animal protein away from the, the chicken, the pork, and the conventional beef. Really try to stick to the grass-fed meats. That, that will help a lot. And then use the vegetables that work with your system. On my trip to Sarasota, I was with a friend who eats clean. She intermittent fast. She does all the right things. And they ordered some Brussels sprouts. And she ate a whole bunch of them. And she said, you don't want any? I said, oh, that's full of sulfur. And I know for me, I can't eat Brussels sprouts. Like just one is going to make me retain a ton of water. And she said, oh, okay. So the next day I saw her, she goes, Sarah, look at my eyes. I didn't even realize it. I'm all puffy. And it must have been the Brussels sprouts because it was all organic. It, everything was organic and, and wild caught fish and everything. And, you know, you don't realize that there might be a trigger in your healthy eating until you take them out and then you might introduce them again. So I always tell people, do you have to stay away from these foods forever? No. Do your healing. Introduce your favorite ones back in. See if you react. If you don't, eat them in moderation. And it depends on your state of health. Our state of health is changing on a daily basis, right? So lots to go into. Yeah, no, so you made the case for iodine for sure. Uh, I love that you cleared things up. Quick question before we land the plane here. You said um, those who take iodine have a production of ATP, 18 times more ATP. Where'd you get that from? Is that comparing those who are low in iodine, looking at their ATP levels, those who have adequate amounts, and they have 18 times more ATP production? Their normal cell has about two ATP per cell when you're running on glucose. Okay, so with just the iodine, it increases to 36 ATP per mitochondria. So you take that, then you take intermittent fasting, which increases ATP. You take the, and I don't know the number, you take the accelerated keto, that increases it by five to 10 times. You add in a low carb diet. I mean, talk about exponential growth of ATP. And here everyone's talking about paleo, vegan, keto, all of these different fad diets. I am saying that the next fad diet is going to be the mitochondrial diet because it's all about increasing mitochondrial health and that will reverse aging. And, you know, I don't even know what the studies are on what is happening with the spike protein and ATP. But the other thing to mention, and Rick Johnson talks about it, I don't know if he mentioned it on your show, is that when you're eating fructose and the seed oils, that's actually lowering your ATP per cell. So here you are eating this fructose and these processed foods for energy, and it's stealing energy out of your cells as the opposite. So yes, it's all about ATP. I agree. It's all about the mitochondria. You know, that's a good rabbit hole to go down. How can you support the mitochondria? Fasting is a great way, keto, iodine, etc getting rid of the seed oils and high fructose corn syrup and just fructose in, in excess. 
Uh, I have one final question, but for those who want to learn and get some of the products that Sarah mentioned today, her accelerated health products, we have a link down below and a coupon code. Uh, the coupon code is KETOCAMP to get 10% off. So if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening on the podcast, we'll put the link in the podcast notes with the coupon code so you can go check out the product. She has a lot more products as well. We've spoken about them uh, on previous episodes. But Sarah, last question for you is about a supplement as well. Um, it's my favorite, all-time favorite supplement. I call it vitamin G. I call it vitamin G because it's gratitude and what it does to enhance... Uh, mitochondrial function, help with inflammation, help probably with spike protein, pretty much everything we're seeking, right? So what are you grateful for? What is the vitamin G you have today? You know, as you just said that, I just got chills all over my body. And that is when I, you know, when something special hits me, that happens. And then I am just so grateful for you and this platform to share my knowledge. I truly believe God put me on this earth and puts me through my challenges to then turn around, find solutions, and come back to people and help them. Every challenge I get, I always see the light at some point. And I teach my kids that as well. You know, whenever you have a challenge, see it as an opportunity and be grateful for it. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for this platform. I'm grateful for those listening that allow me to help. Honestly, I'm just grateful to be alive and to be doing what I do. That's a good dose of vitamin G, Sarah. I'm also grateful for you. Sarah has a great podcast called Accelerated Health TV and Radio Show. It's available on all platforms and radio stations, etc. You also have a YouTube channel named the same. We'll put that in the notes down below. Anywhere else on social media, you want the keto campers to go check you out. Instagram and Facebook, I'm um, Accelerated Health Products, and I have everything on, you know, all of my articles, my videos and everything, and my coaching too, it's all free, and it really complements Ben's coaching, is um, all under Accelerated, or I'm sorry, SarahBantaHealth.com as well. Awesome. We'll put that down below. Sarah, thank you for coming back for the third time. I had a blast with you. Appreciate your knowledge and your experience and just... How, how much you care to share with the world. Thank you for coming back to the show. Thanks, Ben. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Sarah Banta. If you want to learn more about her products, head over to the link down below. Use the coupon code KETOCAMP to get a nice discount. We will also include her website, her social media down below in the podcast notes, including timestamps with what we spoke about on today's episode. If you want to watch the video version of today's interview, that's on our YouTube channel. All episodes on the Keto Camp podcast can be found on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Keto Camp. Go check it out. Share this episode with a friend. Consider leaving the show a rating and review and go practice your vitamin G. Get your vitamin G gratitude in right now. I've got vitamin G for you. Thanks for spending part of your day with Sarah and myself. I'll see you on the next episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own. And this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.